Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, sister. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to my podcast. This is my sixth episode. I know it's been a while. <laughs> Today, I have with us Sister Anna Ramos from Nueva Vida New Life Church in Scottsdale. Hello, Sister Anna. Hello. How have you been? Good. Thank God. How have you been? I've been good. Just busy with school. That's good. Um, Can you please tell us your hobbies and like what you like to do for fun? Uh, my hobbies. Let's see. Gosh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I guess photography is one of my hobbies. It's what I do for a living too, but I... I like to do it as a hobby as well. Um, I spend a lot of time in church. So that's like a lifestyle that I have. Um, I like to help people. And um, just today, I got a call from my friend June. And June is um, 92 years old. And she's been a good friend of the family for a few years now. And I was so sad to receive a call from her because she mentioned to me, I was happy to hear from her, but I was sad um, to hear that she hadn't had water in her house for like a few days now. Um, No drinking water. And she doesn't have a car. So usually when she needs something, she calls me. And, And I call her, you know, we try to keep in contact, but I hadn't called her for a few days. And it turned out to be that in those few days, she ran out of water. And um, so I prayed with her and then I sent my son to go take her some water. Um, And that's like a big hobby that I have, I guess, that I love. I like to help people Um, and just hang out, you know, with the kids. And that's it. That's great. That's great. I love helping people as well. I know you do. (laughs) Um, can you tell us your testimony, please? And like what God has brought you out of and how great he's been to you, please, sister. So there's so many things that God has done for me. So many things. But, um, one of the things recently I've been going through the mountains, the valleys, the mountains and the valleys. It's been like a roller coaster up and down with the situation and I think everybody right now is struggling as well. And it's, it's just going through, you know, situations where you're up and then you're down and you're up and you're down. And I just think that it's a way that the enemy is just trying to throw punches at you as hard as he can, as much as he can. And when you finally feel like, oh, you're getting back up from those punches, boom, he throws another one. And I feel like, um, to me, I take it as in, you know, the word of God talks about, the devil um, wanting to devour you, but he doesn't just want to devour you. He wants to destroy you completely. So I feel that that is a way for him to just keep throwing those punches and making you fall, fall, fall. But greater is he that is in me, says the word of God. And Mm. that him who is in me, which is the Holy Spirit of God, is the one that gives me the strength to keep getting back up and keep getting back up and keep fighting because my fight is for salvation for either the day that God decides to take me away 
or the day when he comes back for his people. And I think that that's a message that we need to to share a lot now. Like, I feel like God's coming is so soon that we need to be prepared for it. Sometimes we get so comfortable and we just, we're not ready. We think we're ready because our mindset is like, oh, I go to church. Oh, I watch my online. Oh, you know, I pray. I do this. But in reality, when you think about it, it's like, are you really in an intimate relationship with God? So um, one of the things that I have as a victory shared today, and I, I, I really, even my son Ronel, who's here with me, this is something new that I haven't got, um, I've never done this before. So I thank you, Savannah, because I've spoken about my testimony, but I've never heard or asked my kids how they felt when I was going through the sickness and what they were going through because I was in quarantine in my room and they were out here. So how was it to be those 10 days without their mom and what was going through their mind, you know? So I think that um, it's, 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 it's going to be good to hear their point of view, but um, something that my son Ronald said to me today, today or yesterday, I remember, but I have my sister um, just lost um, three days ago. She lost one of her best friends that she grew up with. And then yesterday she lost another best friend. So the, it was they were always like the four musketeers and two of them have passed away just in the last three days from COVID and from complications of their heart. And my son, I was telling him yesterday and then he tells me, oh, we are so lucky, right, mom, that you came out of it. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I thank God. I guess you don't see it. You see it as a victory, but you you get to see it more when you see so many lives that have been lost. And you, you say you're like, God, you know, um, I guess it just wasn't my time. So mm-hmm. now I just have to share what you have done in my life and continue to do it. So, um I started feeling a really bad body aches. Um, I didn't get like a cold or anything like that. To me, COVID didn't hit like that. To me, it was such a strong, bad body pain that I couldn't even get up or get out of bed. And I'm not the type to try to go to the ER or urgent care. I always try to wait it out. Like, I'm like, you know what? Let me just wait it out. Maybe I can handle it. (laughs) But this time the pain was so, so strong that I couldn't even get move my body. I couldn't get out of bed. And I told my husband, you know what? You need to take me to urgent care. You need to, we need to do something. I don't want to go to the hospital. Just take me to urgent care. And when I went there, they thought, they, they checked my heart and my heart was beating too fast. So they were like, you know what? We need to take you to, to the ER. So I had to, I ended up having to go to the ER anyways, what I didn't want to do. Um, and I went there and they checked me and they're like, you know, my, your heart's good. Thank God, you know, and, um, but then they did the test and then they told me, um, you're positive, you're positive for COVID. So I could either keep you here in the hospital or if you have your own room and your own restroom, you can go and, um, and quarantine in your home. And I didn't want to stay at the hospital. So I was like, you know what? Take me home. I want to go home and I will quarantine myself in my room. Thank God my breathing 
it was a little low, but it wasn't as low where I had to stay in the hospital. But um, so I came home and I was by myself in my room, but it really gave me like some time to be just with me and God, you know. Um, I took that time to just read the word and just listen to music. I had YouTube on all day and night just with worship songs. <laughs> yeah, and the Spotify, you know, and all that. I should get paid for commercials. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so, but yeah, like that was, you know, and I do remember when things got really bad. Um, it was. Um, I went into an anxiety mode. I felt anxiety all over my body. I felt like if death was standing right next to my bed. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. There was one night where I felt like I couldn't breathe. Anxiety, the spirit of anxiety took over. And that's a spirit that we need to rebuke, that we need to release from our lives because anxiety does not belong in our lives at all. And fear fear does not belong in our lives and and we need to just you know know that when it's coming that's when you need to stand firm when you can feel it because you get this anxiety all over your body and you feel like you can't breathe and you feel like you can't think and you need to try to realize at that moment let the holy spirit just be like reach out for help you know the first thing i did was reached out to for my pastor um, you know, I'm so grateful for them. And I reached out to him and I said, you need to pray for me right now because I feel like I just can't breathe and the anxiety is taking over. And I told my husband as well. And, you know, they, they just did their, their thing, which is praying and they prayed and, and, um, and I just, you know, prayed that whole night. I literally prayed myself to sleep. I thought that I wasn't going to wake up the next morning. But I prayed myself to sleep. Like I prayed until I couldn't more and my body gave out and I guess I fell asleep and I was able to wake up the next day. Well, as time passed, you know, I started getting better and I thank God for that. And when I finally was able to come out of quarantine, I still had to quarantine in my home, but I can actually be with my family now. That was 10 days that I was by myself. And then the Arizona Health Department said that I was able to come out of my room and be with my family. So doing that, um, you know, I was talking to my pastor and, and I was talking to my husband about my experience. And this is how crazy the spiritual war and the spiritual life is. Like, if you don't know God let me tell you, this is a time to get to know him because just like there is God in good, mm. there is evil and there's a spirit of death and there's a spirit of fear and suicide and anxiety and everything. And those are things, these are just spiritual things that you can fight, that you can fight if you are spiritually prepared for it. You know, if you, if you know that there is a God that is with you and it's going to fight for you. So there is hope for all of that. So speaking to my husband, he told me that the same night, that same night that I was going through that, fighting the spirit of anxiety and the spirit of death, that he's, he was laying down in the couch and he was laying down in, um, our, the couch is right next to the door, the front door. 
and he was laying down there and he said he saw when death walked through the door and he could just see um, darkness all over. And at that time, he says that he started getting such a chill all over his body and he started fighting it and he started praying and rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And once, you know, he kept doing that and doing that and doing that until it, it until I believe he fell asleep as well. Um, and he just doesn't know what happened after that. But remember, I had told you guys that, you know, I had felt that same spirit in my room. So speaking to my husband, to my pastor after that, we put all three stories together. And then pastor told me that he as well felt like this was the time that God was going to take me. God was going to take me because I had been praying for the salvation of my children. And the only way that, you know, he felt he was going to get through to them or reach them was through taking me. And if he would have been taking mm -hmm. me, you know, I would have been okay because I know where I'm going. If I die, you know, if I died, if I would have died that day, I would have been, you know, resting right now and just waiting for the day when my Savior calls my name. But Amen. the sad thing is that there's so many that don't know where they're going when they die. So that's why fear of dying is in their lives. So whoever's listening, this is the time where you can... If you're still alive, the word of God says, if there is life, there is hope. Then you still have hope where you can live a life according to God's will. And if you live a life like that, you will never be afraid of death again. Because you know where Amen. you're going to be, right? Amen. And um, so pastor was saying, but he says that he started asking God to do something else, to give me another opportunity of life and he, to just not, not take me at that moment that, you know, to allow my husband and allow him to see. So I, I ended up, uh, you know, I ended up getting better and God listened to our, you know, everyone's prayers. Like I'm so grateful for your mom, Savannah, and for my family and my friends. And everybody, like, they came together and showed me what a Christian is, what a Christ-like family is. There was people praying for us. There was people bringing food for my family, um, giving offerings. Like, it was just such an amazing way to see how the family of God in Christ came together to provide for me and my family. And I will always be grateful for that. Um, I'm going to invite my my son Ronald really quick. Just, I want to ask him just a couple of questions. Um, um, go ahead and say that. So, um, this is my son Ronald. Say hello. Hi. But speak louder, okay? So my son Ronald is nine years old. Um, you know, they're very fear fearful of God. They love God. Um, so, Ronald, how was it for you to be out here when I was in the room and not being able to come out and be with you guys? 
I felt sad. And Speak was... louder. Yeah. I felt sad and I was about to cry. Then, um, then that same night, Dad prayed. Dad prayed and he called everyone to the living room to pray. Then me, Jenny, Babel cried. Yeah. While we were praying. While you were praying. And how did you feel after you finished praying? I felt like God was going to heal you. Heal you. You felt like God was going to heal me? And you did, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just amazing. That is just how God works, right? Yes. Let's see, Anna Isabel. So my daughter, Anna Isabel, she's seven. So I'm sure, you know, with kids being so young, um, you know, they, I'm sure they feel scared or, you know, um, without being with their mom and knowing that their mom's sick. So how did you feel about it, Anna Isabel? Um, I felt sad. And when dad kind of, um, told us to pray for you, um, I prayed and I cried. And when we were done praying, I knew that God was going to heal you. And the next day, you'll be better. Yeah. Amen. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Amen. the next day, I just started getting better. And this is the faith. Like, this just shows us that you could never be too young to pray with faith. And you could never be too old to pray with faith. Young, old, in between, according to your faith, God will hear your prayer. So, um, yeah, I thank God for that. And I thank God for the opportunity um, of being able to share the story with you guys. And um, I just pray that God blesses all of you, that um, I want to encourage you, Savannah, to continue to being the kind person that you have been until this point, allowing God to guide your life um, because you just have that spirit of pulling people towards God. And so whatever it is you need to do, your podcasting or whatever to get the word out, to get these testimonies out and enhance the faith of others. Continue to do it uh, because that is what we are called for, just to speak the word of God, to preach the word of God everywhere that we go and everywhere that we can make it go. Amen. Thank you, sister. So that's it. Do you have anything else you would like to add or any verses that you would like to say for the Um, kids? I, I really like, and this the reason why I really like this verse um, is because, um, and it's a psalm, and it, um, I, the reason why I like it so much is because one time I had a dream. I had a dream where God himself, um, I felt like I heard the voice of God telling me this verse and um it's psalms 91 so let me look for it in english because i have it in spanish (laughs) so psalms 91 it's 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 one of my favorite um and it's verse seven through nine that i heard in the stream and I just love it. I love it so much. Um, and I heard the voice of God when I, in this dream that I had, 
um, there was so many demons trying to attack me and trying to kill me. And then heaven opened up and I heard a voice calling out to me and saying, Psalms um, 91, 7 through 9, it says, A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling. And that is one of the verses that mm. every time I'm going through a situation, every time things are just like I said in the beginning, when the devil's just punching you and punching you and trying to make you fall, I always say, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 in my right hand, but they will not, that he will not come near me. No one will come near me because the Lord is my refuge. So um, I leave you guys with that, with that Psalms. And I hope it encouraged you to remove fear from your life, to be encouraged, to trust in the Lord and know that he is there for you no matter what. And that's it. Amen. Thank you, sister. You're Anna. welcome. God bless you. Take care. God bless you. Bye, kids. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. God bless you guys. I'll call you. Nemo, call you. <laughs>